Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben today. Uh, Brett is out traveling for work. I've been real busy too, um, just doing all kinds of stuff. And this week we're actually going to do a little rewind to a classic episode. Um, just wanted to get you guys on board with that and, and let you know it'll just be a little bit of our classic action on the Short Rod Show here this week. Uh, but also we launched decals this week on our website um, or actually on our Facebook page. So go check that out. If you guys are interested in helping to support the, the short rod show, sure. Love to have you guys go on there. Um, basically send me a Venmo message. Um, we'll get those decals sent out to you. Look really nice on your truck, uh, on any kind of tackle box on your rod case. Um, even had some guys put some on their shelters. So, um, on their sleds, but yeah, just another way to help support your favorite podcast here on the short rod show. And like I said, we'll be back at it again next week with some new content. Um, got a little bit of an ice fishing trip coming up this weekend that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so hopefully I have some updates on that. And if there's other topics you guys would like to hear discussed on the Short Rod Show, send that to us in a message. Um, we love getting Facebook messages and emails from you guys. So that's all coming up next on the Short Rod Show. <laughs> Hey there, welcome back to the Short Rod Show. This is our ice fishing podcast, episode number two. You got Ben here. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're super excited you're here. We're here to talk about ice fishing and everything that ice fishing involves. We got a really good show here planned for you today. Brett, what are we talking about? Um, Yeah, a little outline we have going on today. Um, First, we're going to talk, um, so Ben and I, <clears throat> we've been talking and we... uh read through the new in fisherman um the ice fishing um uh what's it called here the ice fishing tactics yeah. and gear 2020 guy yeah yeah and there's been there's actually some really interesting uh topics that they talk about in there um not necessarily their overall uh the whole article topic but you pick up some sweet tidbits in between there that um i think we want to discuss and uh, break down a little bit for you um and then also we're going to talk a little bit about some new New stuff we've got coming up for this year as far as new tackle, new uh, gear, um, and then how to refine some of our old gear um, to make sure it works as good as we want it to. Um, and then uh, to finish off the show, we're going to talk a little bit about the ice show that we plan on coming up to um, in St. Paul. Uh, when is that? December 6th through the 8th, something like that. I think yep, we're going to go yep. on the 7th. First full weekend in December. Yep. If you pick up anything from this is to always do the VIP part. Um, because there's about a tenth of the people that yes. are there and it's, uh, just what, an extra 20 bucks. I don't and know you can't that. even breathe. You could, that last it, year when we went up there, you couldn't even breathe after one o'clock when all those people. It was in. nuts. It was crazy. I, I think it's just 20 bucks total for, yeah. per person. Oh, that might have been. It might have been like, what, 12 bucks? For I don't the remember exactly show? what it no, was, but there's no way you do that. Yeah. That just crazy. get the VIP, get in there early, get your stuff, especially if you're hunting for big ticket items. Yep. There's no way you can negotiate with, reps or anybody at the stores after what noon 10, you couldn't even use the bathroom after noon it was nuts <laughs> so, but yeah talk about that and then just a few of the gems that we picked up there in the past and um, why we want to go there awesome coming up next on the short rod show hey there guys if you've been over to our website at shortrodshow.com and like what you see you should get in touch with our partners over at evergrow marketing they're a digital marketing agency that specializes in landscape and lawn care businesses, 
but they also work with guys like us. They can help your business show up on Google and help expand your digital footprint. To learn more about the Evergrow team and how they can help you get more customers, visit them at evergrowmarketing.com. Tell them Ben and Brett sent you from the Short Rod Show podcast to get an additional 10% off your first bill. Ben and I really want to thank our fans for helping the Short Rod Show really take off. You can find us all over the internet at shortrodshow.com. Please sign up for our email list so you can stay up to date with every podcast. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Short Rod Show, and anytime you get a chance, hit that star number five. Hey, welcome back. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to go into a deeper dive into the In Fisherman um, magazine that we've got looking at, uh, particularly looking at um, two rod tactics. So here in Iowa, you can fish with two rods. Um, I and I know most places too. I yeah, feel like that's, ice fishing. That's most Minnesota, definitely. Yeah, if you Wisconsin. get the extra license, you can get the third one here in Iowa. But yeah. I don't know many people that do. I've never done it. I've always shoot. There's times that I can barely keep two rods in the water. I mean, you got two hands, right? Yeah, you need three rods. Well, that's why you need the one rod holder. <laughs> there you go. But uh, that's some interesting things. What what was the article specifically called? Two it's timing. Called two timing. Simple means success. Yeah. So really, uh. I was reading this, oh, I don't know, a month or so back when it came out. I mean, of course, it, cu- it catches your eye in the big uh, packaging with the, the Humminbird ad, and it's got the Reeds ad in there, all the pricing on all of your all of your gear coming up. Uh, so it's pretty cool to look at. Uh, but really, this article, I think, is, is the money spot on this, on this, uh, this whole In Fisherman magazine. Learned a lot of different things uh, from it. So basically what they're talking about, Two rod tactics. So um, most guys are familiar with a dead stick setup. You know, that's that's really common. If you're going to be out there on the ice, definitely the more jigs you have in the water, legally, of course, means more success. On oh, the yeah, ice. definitely. So if you're out there traditional dead sticking, you're setting up a rod on a rod holder. Uh, maybe you have a minnow. Maybe you have, uh, you know, some other kind of live bait. Or you just have a, a spoon tipped with a minnow head. You know, and you're over there bouncing it with your foot or... Tapping on it with your hand, right? Yep. That that'd be your traditional kind of dead stick. Um, really, what what they're talking about here um, that's groundbreaking to me. The the main one would be the hide lure. We'll get that to the end. All right, we'll come up. To I'm, that I'm to excited the end. about because some of these other that's ones awesome. I've done in the past, and I have a little bit of experience, and actually some really good luck. Um, I mean, you got your typical, like Ben said, that you got one dead stick in one hole, and you got uh, your jigging in the other. So as I'd mentioned before. Um, you know, I've only been running a flasher for two years, so that was a yeah. staple before you have a flasher. Um, you ha- you have to have as many rods in the yep. in in the ice or underwater. Um, so what I would do is I'd take my one dropper jig, and I guess what I consider a dropper jig is your typical tungsten jig. Um, take the one dropper jig, uh, throw a waxy on there, drop it down, um, a couple cranks up. So I'd I'd estimate six to twelve inches off the bottom. Yep. Um, let that sit there, and that's my dead stick. While I'm running the exact same bait um, on the other stick uh, while I'm jigging. And um, you're testing out different depths and you're just... Yep, that one's active. Moving it off the bottom, couple, yep. start a couple feet, maybe yep. start moving up. Yep, because without a flasher, it's really hard to find, nail down crappies. Yep. Um, just because they're sitting up in the water column a little bit where um, usually you're running without a... If you don't have a flasher, you, you got to just drop it to the bottom because that's the only constant that you really know. Yep. Um, you do put that there dead stick that one and then my jigging one yeah i'll start at the bottom usually and then i'll just work up in increments um every two or three minutes i'll start at the bottom same height as my dead stick jig it 
if that's not doing anything, give her a couple cranks, jig it another for two or three minutes, then keep working my way up through the water column. I mean, I've caught crappies damn near just below the ice before. So yep. you just keep working that whole column. Um, and then that gives you your tandem um, deal if they want to active bait or a, yep. a bait that's just sitting there. Yep. So that, that's really common to do. And, and definitely that's kind of the go-to when we get yep. out there on the ice, we're pretty much always going to have that set up going at the least. Yep. Um, you know, unless the fish are super active and all you can do is, is just run one, keeping fish, pulling fish out. Yep. Which, well, and there's a little twist to that too. So before I had mentioned that you're running the exact same bait on both. And so the next twist is where you're running a spoon or something with a rattle on your active rod. And the concept with that is that you're kind of calling them in. Um, and then they either want that bigger, more active bait, or then they see and clue in on your dead stick rod and yep. attack that one. And, and part of the article was talking about having schools of perch come in on that kind of setup. Yep. Where you got your, your jig and spoon and a jig and they might get confused on that and, and actually get negative and turn off and not bite. Um, and that, that's where, it's a little bit interesting where we're talking about, can I go into it now? Yeah, you do it. <laughs> I'm excited about this. <laughs> um, so what do they call it here? The hide? The hide allure. Hide allure. Yep. <clears throat> Classic. So in that scenario, say you have some perch coming in, um, they're looking at a jig, they're looking at a spoon and they don't know what to hit or they're confused. Wait, why are there two baits right here? Um, really the hide allure is, is pretty, pretty cool. You're basically taking a jig. You can use a jig and wrap. You can use a spoon. Um, you're going to stage that completely on the bottom. You're basically hiding it in the mud of the bottom. You're laying it on the bottom. It's not active yep. right off the bat. Um, and you're fishing another lure to call them in. So you can, you can alternate. You know, we like to use the uh, Radlin Flyer yeah. from Lindy. Go-to bait. The Lindy Radlin Flyer. We'll get into that in future episodes on go-to baits. Um, so it's got some rattle to it, some flash, some spin. It's calling fish in, okay? They may not bite on that, though. They may come in, look at it, and get a little spook, spooky. Um, that's where you pull up your other your other jig. Say your jigging wrap that's laying on the bottom. You pull that off and drop down your, your spoon completely on the bottom and, and do a little bait and switch on them. Yeah. I'm excited to try that this year. Never tried that before, but... Talking in uh, in in fishermen here, that's some pretty interesting tactics. Well, I think it's a it's a reaction bite, just like what you're looking yep. for when you're running a jig and wrap or something off the bottom, and you're popping it off. Um, yep. Those fish aren't used to seeing baits come up off the bottom, especially later in the season when people are just you're just dropping jigs on them, and everything that's you know dangerous to them is coming down at them. Where this pops up off the bottom, and I mean that's where your bugs and everything come out of, anyways. Yep. I mean your bugs aren't dropping from the from the ceiling. Uh, the bugs are coming up from the from the Lake bottom. Yep. So I think, yeah, I'm pumped to try that out this year. Stirring up a little bit of, little bit of mud, a little bit of action on the bottom. Yep. Flipping baits around. Um, that's pretty cool to, to try out too. So. I mean, this probably isn't going to be a crappie tactic, but it'll be definitely a bluegill, uh, catfish. Um, I mean, you get crappies off the bottom sometime, but yep. I don't, I haven't found a lot of them. They're usually pretty negative if they're on the bottom, I've noticed, but. And the, and the different presentations really worked well for us last year. You know, having a some type of spoon and some type of jig set up. Yep. Whether we're doing it in tandem, you know, Brett's running a, a jig and I'm running a spoon, or even with two rods like this, that's perfect. That's right where you need to be figuring out, testing the water, seeing what the fish like that day, because it could be they need a different color, could be they need a different type of presentation, um, and really the spoon and the and the jig are our main, 
you know, panfish type baits that uh, basically any panfish is going to go after. Yeah. And don't be afraid to get big. Um, like I said, my normal go-to bait is the Lindy Rattle and Flyer in the 16th ounce, I think. Yep, 16th. And I mean, typically, and I guess maybe I have different experience, but that's a pretty big bait for a bluegill. Yep. And that's pretty, I mean, it's a, probably a decent bait for a crappie. Um, I've got catfish on it too. Um, but don't be afraid to go big. Um, so far, so often I think the, the key is to people at first want to go small, um, which we'll get into that a little bit. I do, I mean, I do run some small jigs, but it's more, I want a real light jig, not necessarily a small presentation, but I'm after that light flutter in the water. Column. Yep. Well, and the rattling flyer is great for that because it'll, yeah. it'll flutter down. It'll shoot off to the side a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And it's got some rattle in it. I mean, it's a, it's a sweet bait. I mean, I've ran the hooks off of those things before and just put new hooks on them again. Yep. Um, yep. A little split ring in the bottom. Easy. Change yep. them out. Um, put another hook on and away you go. Yep. So yeah, we use a lot of rattling flyers and, and really the, the main takeaway from this, um, this article that I got at least was don't be afraid to try new things. There's something that, it takes no extra equipment. Everyone's got two rods, two setups, right? Yep. It takes no extra equipment. You can just drill two holes, have your flasher in the middle, and see both lures. Keep yep. one at the bottom. Keep one, you know, active, active and, and jigging. And when the fish come in, maybe they bite that one. That's cool. Then you yep. won. Maybe they don't, and they get turned off. Then you flip them around. Well, you can really see how they react mm-hmm. um, with a flasher. Yep. Um, I mean, they can come in real hot on that active bait and then kind of turn off a little bit and then you could you usually can kind of sleep see whether they're slipping towards your dead bait or what yep. what's going on and, and really for changes throughout the day too uh, if you're fishing all day say you're fishing only at night um, it, they're going to react differently to all those baits so that's where just yep. having those two different baits is going to save you um, it could mean the difference for, between having 10 fish and having one fish oh yeah in a definitely day. that's a big yep. time difference yep yep so as we talk about running jigs in this two rod system. Um, so what kind of jigs do you want to use? Um, like I said, we like to use the rattle and flyer a lot for the, for the flash and action, but, um, I mean, still that dropper jig is still king, um, in the ice fishing world. Yep. Um, Those have really exploded the last, uh, I would say probably five years. The amount of variety that you can get on the market is huge. Used to be, um, yeah, the clam made a few. Um, I see this year they're coming out with all kinds of new jigs. And new colors. New colors. And, you know, I mean, I think a lot of that's more to catch the fishermen than yep. it does actually catch fish. But yep. uh, they're still cool looking. Uh, glow's pretty big anymore also. But yep. I only own a few glow jigs. Um, but like I guess one of the jigs we I really like to run um, and a company that Ben and I both really like to run off of is uh, Widowmaker Lures. Uh, we've been running them the last couple seasons. Um, and it's not necessarily that their dropper jig or that, you know, that typical tungsten jig is that much better than anything on the market. Um, but they offer such just a wide variety of jigging types of things. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously the most popular is that dropper jig, tungsten, go. Yep. Um, but really when you're on a heavily pressured lake, like you take Big Creek for an example, yep. those fish have seen a thousand of those jigs. So what I really enjoy about buying stuff out of, uh, Widowmakers, they've got such a wide variety of different types of jigs that I've never even really thought of. Well, and, and it seems to me too, their, their jig designs are based on, actual you know bugs in the water yep in in specifically too in iowa i mean it's it's an iowa company uh they've been around for a long time um and and brett's got a box in front of them here of uh some of their designs for this this coming year and really there's no other jigs that look like it 
Yeah. They're one of the one of a kind. I mean, so I first bought this jig. So I'm talking about, what's this jig called that they put? The Caddis Cane. So we first bought these, what, two years ago? Two years ago. Um, when we went up to the Minnesota Ice Show. Yep. Um, that's why we keep talking about this ice show, because it's just, you just see things that you've never known even existed yep. in ice fishing. Um, and it's just, it's just a great thing to go to. Yep. Um, but so we picked these up. Um, they're called the Caddis Cane by Widowmaker. Um, and what they really kind of look like, they, I mean, they're kind of like a, a vertical jig. Um, and they've got, it looks like almost like a little spring on the front of them. Looks, They're light. Looks like a little extension spring squished together and glued. Yep. And then painted with some polka dots on yep. it. Yep. Painted white. The one I have in my hand right now is painted white with orange polka dots on it. Um, and it's a vertical presentation. Uh, ultra light. I mean, these are not your heavy tungsten jigs. And I think to me, that's what sets these ones apart a little bit is when you're on heavy pressured water, these things fall like a feather. So when you're jigging them, I mean, they have just a really nice slow action to them. Yep. Um, Which is like what a real larvae would do yeah. in the water. They're, yeah. They're floating around. They're not going to be a five millimeter tungsten. Yep. Just boom, drop into the bottom. No yep. problem. And just pounding. I mean, that's, yep. the, that's the reason I call these jigs dropper jigs because all they're doing is you're dropping it down and it's just going up and down. Yep. Um, they're not really Small doing movements. any other actions. This one you can do big movements. Yeah, this one will no do problem. a lot of big movement. And what it, what I like it that it does, it kind of does – in the water, it'll do a little bit of a, like a buck and bronco action where if you tie it up straight, um, the waxworms or minnow head that you put on the jig or on the hook will, the water tension will slow, will hold that back. So that front of that jig will fall first and then it'll come back up and it also almost does like a, a, I don't know what you call it, buck and bronco action. Yeah, it just rocks back and forth and just looks awesome yeah. in the water. Um, I mean, it got to the point last year where, I always had to have a rod tied up with this. Yep. Well, number one, because the eye holes are so damn small. I'd, you couldn't just keep <laughs> retying these things yep. out on the ice. You had to tie them up while you're at home. But uh, I love these things. They're, yeah, they're my second go-to after uh, the rattling flyer. And I don't think a lot of people give those a lot of attention just because of the profile yep. and how stuck people are on having tungsten jigs. Oh, my gosh. Yep. If we had a dollar for every time someone said, nope, got to run tungsten. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. Do you know how many fish were caught before tungsten came out on just lead jigs? All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good example of an ultra lightweight yep. jig for, and it's for tough bites. It's for heavily pressured, heavily pressured fish. Yeah. Um, but you can go down in size, up in size. Talk about the ice slice. Yeah. Too. They also make this cool one. Uh, yeah. They call it the ice slice. It's, if you can believe this, it's half the size of probably that caddis cane that I just talked about. We're only about. talking what, a quarter inch? Yeah, that caddis cane, like this one's a size inch 10. Inch. I think this is the size 10 and it might be a half inch. The shaft of the hook might be a half inch long. Um, but this ice lice is half that. So it's maybe from the, from the eyelet to the J of the hook to the base of the J on the hook might be a quarter inch. And then it's got same deal where it's got almost like a, Spring that's encrusted in lead and then it's been painted. Um, I'm pretty jazzed to get this one out. I haven't used these yet, yep. um, but I, I I can't imagine they'd be any different. Um, they're just smaller baits. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you're fishing these ponds around Ankeny, uh, to be honest, you're not catching real big fish a lot of times. I mean, yeah, you'll catch big bass and there'll there's, be some big crappies. The potential, but, but it's not a yeah, not in every cast. For the most every, part, uh, if you're fishing that pond up thing. on 36th Street, you're catching little crappies and. Yep. Or a little catfish, yep. like that time. That thing you're, was you're like feeding the itch. Eight inches long. Yeah, uh, they're just a small bait to put out there, and I'm pretty pumped to see how they they react in the water. Yep. 
I don't know what you think of them, but when so when we first saw them, I went a little crazy. I wish I had my jig box here with me, but I have almost every size. I think I do have every size of cast cane and every single kind of color combination you can get. Um, you know, right now they're running a lot of good deals on them too. So now's, oh, now's yeah. a good time to stock up. Um, you know, throughout the year, you guys know how things are. If it, if it's popular, it's probably going to sell out, you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> seeing some things on Facebook too, about the, all the clam jigs, you know, yeah. the, the pinhead minnow. Yeah. The they do a good job color. up there. Clearly guys, they yeah. do a good job pumping. That's probably going to sell out in no a, time. So oh, yeah. yeah, if you're not jumping on it now. You know, this is, uh, we're recording this in November here. If you're not jumping on it now, you're probably going to miss out for the year. Yeah. It might be a tough time. Cause they're not going to make more throughout the year. You're not, you're not going to see them or retailers aren't going to start selling them or restocking their shelves as much. So, yep. Cool. What else you got there, Brett? Uh, so, so now we're getting into uncharted waters of some stuff that, you know, like I said, I like, especially on these heavily pressured lakes, I like to have something different. Um, so they had. Uh, on their website, they had these little guys up for sale. They're called the Calamity. And I have never seen anything like this. It's like a, it's like they took a, a, like a Colorado blade off your spinner bait. Yep. And folded it in half around a horizontal presentation hook. Um, and then they just drilled two little eye holes in it. Eye holes um, in the front. And then you got your eyelet in the middle. Yeah. The right? eyelet's in the middle of the bait. Eye holes in the front. And then it's like, it's like a hammered steel looking deal. Um, and it's got some lead in there. It looks like poured. Um, I'll be interested to see how that falls. And I'm kind of pumped up to try these things. That thing looks awesome. Yeah. And it's so simple too, but really that kind of bait reminds me of guys making their own jigs. Oh, yeah. That you definitely know, came from Experimenting, yeah. trying new things. Um, and really when you talk, like you said, heavily pressured fish, you, they want to see something they've never seen before. Yeah, you they're not going to bite. Or you're not going to catch. They're much. not going to bite on something that everyone's thrown their way. So. Yep. And then I also picked up these. They're called dragonflies. Um, they're just kind of, I don't know how you even describe that. The hook, the hook, the, the eyelet's in the center of the bait again. This one's tungsten, actually. Um, oh, fancy. But then the, the hook almost drops away from the, from the jig at like a 45 degree angle. Yep. Instead of straight back or straight down, it kind of goes at an angle. And to me, I think that's, that's going to be minnow city. Yep. Uh, you, you hook a minnow through the mouth on that. You drop him down. That's going to be the juice. Excited to try that on Clear Lake. Oh, yeah. That'll be it. That'll be perfect. Cool. And what about this one with the blades on it? What's this one called? Um, What is that one called? The, the Neely Bug. Neely Bug. So this has two little spinner blades on the top, basically. Um, it's a little larvae-type bait. Almost looks kind of like a waxworm. Yeah, horizontal bait. Well, well that's the vertical. Or vertical bait. That's yeah, the vertical bait. Yep, yep. But two little tiny spinner blades on it. So are you tying on... You're tying, you said right in the middle. Right? I think I want to tie in between those two little tie blades. Tie in the middle of the blades. And I can't even get it held up here, right? But that'll spin those blades around pretty cool and flash. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about these two. I think they'll be sweet. Uh, I think this will be a bass getter, actually. I think this will be a, oh, yeah. This will be a bucket mouth ditch pickle, uh, getter. Ditch pickle killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, surprisingly enough, there's some freaking, there's some real nice bass to be caught around. Yep. Uh, around town here. And lots of people think they just go inactive and you never see them. Through yeah. the ice, but no, that's depends that, on how you're fishing for them. If I'm catching and releasing, yep, largemouth are probably my number two favorite fish to catch. Yeah, number one would be catfish. About three, four pound ice. largemouth on two pound line. Oh gosh, with your little uh, widowmaker jigs. Yeah, it gives you everything you want. Yep, yep, that's that's fun. 
What else do we got on here? Uh, yeah. So we'll go in a little bit on some new, on other new things that we plan on getting or doing this year. Um, so I'd mentioned earlier that I've got a, I've got a gas powered auger right now running. Ben yep. runs the electric. So we've been, I've been nursing off of that the last year. Yep. Uh, but the old gas it, auger didn't get a lot of use last year. No, it didn't. And like I, I used it once just to see how it worked and it just yep. slow. Anytime I went by <laughs> myself, I went, yeah, it's just slow and pain in the ass. What kind work. is it? Uh, strike master. I mean, it's, it's your normal gas auger. It's not that it's in, it's any poor condition or poor shape compared to any other gas auger. It's just compared to those, uh, drill type ones that I can just put my DeWalt drill in. I don't know why you can't do, why you wouldn't yep. do that. I mean, I mean you're running the chipper blade, which, yeah, that'll slow you down a little bit. But, yep. uh, geez, you never yep. replaced it, yep. never touched it. Running the just combination run DeWalt drill, or a lot of people like to run the Milwaukee's, uh, clamp plate. With five, six, or seven, yep, eight inch blade, uh, Strike Master, you know, hand blade. Yep, the laser, the laser, that the, that's a sweet setup, man. And for the cost, I I mean, that's got to be about as cheap as it gets. Yep, um, that was a game changer for me getting the the starting off with just one of those cheap drill adapters. You know, it takes the laser hand auger and puts a little half inch bit on yep. it that you can run your drill on. Um, I a lot of that. people get by with those. Yep. I mean, Works they don't great. mind them. Yep. But I think, yeah, it just takes that stress off everything, and it feels more natural with that clamp plate. If you're drilling holes all day and trying to hold that drill from torquing around on you, especially when you get up into a seven or eight inch auger bit, and you're getting into that'll foot of wear ice. you out or yep. slash break your drill handle off. Or I mean, the Milwaukee ones break off. I see a lot. Yep. Uh, the Dewalt ones are really cheesy plastic handles. Yeah, so but they're, still, they're not great. Yeah, not a big fan of 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 those. So for for us, the added stability of the clam plate just totally worth it. You're holding it just like a gas auger. Yep. Um, it also, I mean, you set your drill on the ice. You set it down how many times a day? Yeah, then you don't have to worry about the drill sitting in the water or sitting on the snow. Or yep, it's just right there. Gross. Good to go. Keeping uh, keeping everything nice. So yeah. Um, and and <clears> we <throat> just we just run Dewalt stuff because that's just what we have. I and mean, they're I, light. I mean. Yep. For the price difference between just buying the the regular metal laser versus buying what they got the new light flight or those pistol bits of yeah, the K drill, yep. I mean we're only talking like four pounds, but we're talking you know seventy to a hundred dollars for the laser to two hundred dollars for the yep for the. I mean, others. if money's no object, yeah, but yeah, but geez, I I'm kind of cheap. Brett, I, Brett's really cheap. I'm not so yeah. cheap. My wife says I squeak when I walk. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> there there was a time when I yeah, I was getting way into it and I I'd probably buy the light flight. Yep. Just cuz it's the newest thing and the coolest thing, but really as far as ice fishing technology goes, incrementally this stuff is not uh it's not leaps and bounds over no. the previous stuff, okay? No. We're talking, you know, like I said, 4 or 5 pounds of weight savings, yeah. you know, and the That's longevity of it too. That's who knows. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the K drill is out there. It's been out there for I don't know, eight, year ten now. years. Oh no, the, the K drill. Yeah, the K drill's been, been out around. for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but I haven't heard anybody having any problems with them. I guess. But no, but geez, that's two hundred bucks. Yeah. And then you're sitting there ramming it in the ice and then lifting up, getting all your chips out. Yep. Back and forth. Um, I don't know how guys do that on a clam plate because I, I don't think the clam plate's meant. I don't know to... if I've ever seen a clam that on a clam plate before. <laughs> I know you can. They make an adapter. Do but... they? I don't know how that how that works, but yeah. So you're picking up a clam plate this year, yeah. And, clam and plate a hand and, auger. and the hand auger, laser. 
Yeah. And, and if and anybody wants to buy a cheap gas auger, you know, I'll have one for sale. I think we need to make some projects out of gas augers and make like some go-karts or some kind of I know you want to cool. buy that. Yeah, the ice auger machine. The ice auger machine that's made out of a Rector set. And the yep. guy wants like a thousand dollars for yep. that thing. Yep. It better come with the auger. See, that would be, you can buy it. He, he'll sell it to you. He'll sell an auger to you for like uh, an extra hundred bucks or something crazy. Oh, really? And it's one of those, uh, HT polar fire, you know, like 70 cc monsters. Yep. 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 Beast. <laughs> really rip around, but <laughs> yeah, we should get in the business of just buying up, taking people's, uh, gas. Old dog, off dude, there's a market out there. Yep. I mean, shoot, you sent me that, uh, website for, uh, what was that? Icefishingdeals.com. Yeah. We should talk about that. You sent me that website and there's ice augers on there for sale right now for 150 bucks. Yes. Brand new. If you guys haven't seen this site, okay, go. Go online, go to icefishingdeals.com. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I'll look up. Maybe it's, maybe it's .net. Anyway, we'll clarify that. But uh, I found this site. Jeez, I, I think I was just poking around um, looking for deals on the lithium shuttle. So, okay, lithium shuttles retails two forty nine, right? Is it uh, icefishingdeals.com? Icefishingdeals.com. I'm staring at a Freybill Recon 100, one-man flip-over. For $155 yes. right now. That is dirt cheap. I don't care how good of a quality you think any of these products are. $155 for a one-man yes. ice hat. And that's, I think, cheap. on Amazon. Uh, yeah, that's Amazon. So, so this Shit. site. That's free shipping. <laughs> that's amazing. That's unbelievable. So this site just goes out, searches the web. People put in, you know, random um, tips and sightings. And, hey, they're out poking around on Sportsman's yeah. Guide. And they're running this crazy deal blowing out striker suits, right? And they'll get posted on there for crazy prices. Yeah, they got the Sierra Flipper. Damn it! I wish Becca would have saw this last year. Three hundred and sixteen bucks. Yep. I think she paid four fifty maybe at yep. Shields. So that's pretty damn cheap. Uh, also, one I want to mention in here also right now, as we were talking about K drills. K drills. Uh, you can get the eight inch right now on uh, where's this look? Where's this at? Uh, at Thorn Brothers for one hundred seventy five dollars. I mean, yep. it's not a huge deal, but twenty five bucks. But for stuff like that, it doesn't go on sale very often. No, so, most things don't go so on sale. So I discovered ever. this site to get the lithium shuttle and found out I could get it for I think the best price was like one eighty nine was one random deal, you yep. know, and I didn't even end up buying it. I bought it up at cables. Well, but. and so often there's glitches on Amazon where you can every once in a while Take things advantage. are just ridiculously cheap. Like yes. you're like, There's no way they're making money on this. They haven't been paying attention and their yep. stuff just dropped. Uh there's also one more quick one. Uh, Fraybill Fortress, a lot of Fraybill stuff on here. They must be really pumping out the sales. Fraybill Fortress, which is so is like your hub. Yep. Uh, looks like a pretty good size one. Um, I'm not real familiar with Fraybill products, but, uh, 148 bucks. Wow. That seems like a pretty darn good deal. That is cheap. So if you're looking to get into ice fishing and, you know, maybe you're, you're not wanting to hunt around on Facebook Marketplace, heck, those prices are cheaper than Facebook Marketplace for you stuff. Yeah. That's unbelievably cheap. Yes. Yeah, and if there's anybody from icefishingdeals.com that is looking to has some sponsorship dollars that they'd like to float our way, we'd be more than happy to sponsor that website. Yeah, we could talk about ice fishing deals that all website's, day long. That website's freaking <laughs> sweet. Going down the rabbit hole, yep. old ice fishing deals. Yep. So, cool. Uh, yeah, you want to wrap it up a little bit about uh, ice show? Or do you want to organize your plastics? I, let's talk about plastics first. All right. We'll I'm do really, I show next episode. I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. So, um, we are way into the, uh, Little Adam Bait Company. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Basically all of their plastic. Good luck finding them on the internet. Um, yeah, I've basically bought them all. <laughs> Very low supply out left around yeah, the rest of the as country. Ben mentioned earlier, <laughs> this is the time to buy things because there's guys like him out there buying everybody up. So, so they, their products are awesome. We'll, we'll talk about them another day, but basically we're talking small, uh, plastics to use on jigs, ice fishing. Um, they come in small little packets. There's what, six or eight of them per 10 per sometimes. Packet, yeah. 10, yep. Um, Doesn't. but really the only solution I've seen, which I have yet to try though, would be that clam wallet. Yep. Which would be a well, way talk to talk about what your problem is. What's the problem that you have right okay, now? So, your so here's, here's what I have. I have a little tackle box, a little segregated compartment one, uh, I got from my grandpa when I was, you know, five, it's like bright pink and, and purple and it's uh dual sided, flip it over back and forth. Um, basically if you put plastics in there, they're going to bleed all over each other yep. and from, one week to the next, you'll go from having a green and a white to two brown, brown colored. <laughs> you just, just end horrible. up with all your plastics yes. are brown. So I ruined so many plastics <laughs> that way. Um, really, they're only good for if you can keep them segregated. Yep. Um, but I also worry about that C9 scent formula they put in them. And what, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that stuff's gone could, after one time. I think they time. could dry out. I think that stuff's gone after so one time. So it's not an actual, you know, sealed apparatus well so. what we need to do is just make brown the hot color and then you'd be in the, the motor, motor oil color motor oil yeah motor oil which they have does which not is just, work that good it's just recycled ones that probably they, they just oh, yeah. had bleed all over each other like well, shit, we got to sell these things somehow yep melt <laughs> them all down good to go so anyway um if if anyone has some suggestions or new products that they've seen out there for a uh, better solution for organizing probably i would say i don't know how many different individual kinds do i have probably 25 30 100 at least not 100 there's no way do you only talk about the ones you just bought or are you talking about previous everything stock? everything that i got previous stock, probably 50 yeah. then 50 yeah Jeez, say, i gotta go pile, through my man. stuff again like i said you're the bait man so anyway plastic storage just grinds my gears we gotta figure it out yep yeah yep. that'll be maybe a whole topic once we figure out a solution I well, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, we sure enjoyed talking ice fishing with you here for the last half an hour or so. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you on the flip side. We got uh, a lot more episodes to come. And boy, we have a lot more topics to cover this this upcoming season. We're really excited. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.